Welcome to the inner world of filmmaking. I'm your host, Tammy McGarrow. I'm a writer, director, editor, and a podcast producer. In this show, I will interview filmmakers in all facets of production and distribution. On today's episode, we're talking about hand modeling. My guest today is Ashley Covington, who is a SAG hand model. Turn on the TV and you can catch Ashley's hands pouring bottles of Miller Lite, scrubbing toilets for Lysol, or making pies for Pillsbury. Ashley's hands have appeared in numerous magazines, including Cosmopolitan, Vogue, InStyle, and O Magazine. She has been the celebrity hands for Brooke Shields, Charlize Theron, Adriana Lima, and oddly enough, Adam Sandberg. Welcome to the show, Ashley. So happy to have you on. Hello. Lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of an unusual show to talk about <laughs> hand modeling. And, and in particular, not just like in print, but actually in films. Films and, t- and TV commercials. Right. That I just wouldn't have thought about. Uh, I mean, I, maybe the TV commercials, but not so much the films. So, okay. So your hand model. How the heck did you get into this business? Well, I um, I was a child actor and a theater major, and then after I finished up at college at James Madison University as a theater major, I was like, all right, and I go back to my hometown of Richmond, Virginia, and I'm like, hey, world, I'm here, and I go see an agent, and as I'm chatting with her, I always sort of talk with my hands, like that's just something I've always done, and she literally lunged across the desk, grabbed my hand, and is staring at my fingers. And I'm sitting there holding my hand out, looking across the desk and in my head thinking, keep smiling. She's an agent. Like, (laughs) I don't know what this crazy lady is doing, but I'm just going to smile. And so she hasn't looked back at my face again. And she gets on the phone and she calls somebody and she's like, I'm sending a girl down to you. Give her the works and send her back to me. Uh, okay. Uh, so she hangs up the phone, writes down an address, at which point she reluctantly lets go of my hand and slides an address to me and she says, go there, get a manicure and come back and see me. And I said, oh, no, 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 thank you. I've never had a manicure. I'm a nail biter. Like, you know, I'm not going to do that. And she goes, uh-huh. go there and have a manicure and come back and see me. And I said, well, I'm here about headshots. And she said, forget your head, it's your hands. <laughs> Oh, wow. (laughs) And I said, I don't know. How did you take that? (laughs) Well, I was like, what are you talking about? Because I had honestly never really even heard of hand modeling or thought about it. You know, it wasn't something that, I mean, I guess I'd seen hands in ads my entire life and it never registered. So Mm -hmm. I went, I got a manicure, I came back, she took me on and I had my first job like a week later. Now this is the crazy part. So I called my mother. And I'm like, Mom, you're never going to guess what your theater major daughter has found to do. And I told her, and she goes, oh, yeah, I know about that. Your grandma did hand modeling back in the, like, 30s. Wow. And I was like, what? And apparently she had done ads for Remington typewriters because she worked at an ad agency in New York City. She was the secretary to the president, and she had the prettiest hands of anyone in the office. So when they were doing that ad campaign, they were like, oh, get Lucille. She's got great hands. Put her hands on the typewriter. Oh, wow. So it runs in your family. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess so. And I, and I, I know, crazy. And I do remember my grandmother, like as a child growing up, she always had beautiful long red nails. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I do remember that a, about her, but she never talked. I mean, it wasn't her job. Right. You know, so it's just something she did. And, you know, they never told me about it. So I had never, ever heard about it. And then <laughs> within a few years, it was my full-time job. And then I ha- I couldn't even continue auditioning for acting work because I was so busy shooting TV commercials and print ads and things like that. I was shooting, you know, between 50 and 100 uh, national television commercials. And do they fly you around and travel you to different yes. places? So they don't hire locally? Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Like I had um, one director throughout the years that used to, wherever he was shooting, he would fly me in because he knew that I could get the shots quickly. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be, you know, I would come in, I would set down the Diet Coke, I would set it down in the right place because people think hand modeling is like, oh, you just got to have pretty hands. Right. You have to have steady hands and you have to be able to do precision work 
over and over and over and over again. And that's wow. that's the thing that a lot of people don't get because it's like I have to have nice looking hands, right? But then I have to be able to set that Coke bottle down in the exact right spot with no marks mm-hmm. for take after take after take. And if I don't set it down in exactly the right place, the label's not in focus, right? Or if it's if the bottle's slightly turned one way or the other, it's not right. It you know it doesn't sell mm-hmm. the the product as well. So that's more so what it's about. So he would. He would literally fly me in or in or out wherever he was shooting. And I remember I did one, I think it was Diet Coke. And I had, I, he'd flown me to, out to LA and um, I was in New York at the time and he'd flown me out to LA and I was sitting there in the green room for like 12 hours, not being used, wow. just like sitting there waiting. And I was like, what's going on? What are we going to do? And then finally they were like, Ashley, you're up. We need you. And I came out. And it was a, a bottle set down and I set the bottle down and he throws his hands up and he goes, and that's why we bring her everywhere we go. We got it. We're done. That's a wrap. Oh my God. You know, that it, is great. Yeah. Well, know. you know, and it so is, funny. I think about who, you know, or who knows you. It's not about who, you know, it's who knows you can get you a lot of gigs. Yeah. And the experience that you bring, you know, like he has faith, he knows he's used other hand models and it probably took a lot longer. Yeah. You know, like I've, I've gone into jobs and done things and they're like, oh my gosh, you got that so fast. Mm-hmm. And it's like, right. That's, that's why people that I've worked with before continually call me back because they know I'm going to nail it. <laughs> and, you know, they know I'm going to like yeah. get the job done because that saves them money in the long run. Yeah. So was there any training that you had to go through to become a hand model or, well, or did it just come naturally? Uh, I I'm, was very lucky. And on an early job, I happened to work with this incredible male hand model named Leland Schwantes, who was the hands for the Palm Olive ads back in the like 70s or 80s. It was like dancing hands in the soap, a guy in a girl's hands. There was something, an ad like that. And he worked steadily throughout his entire life, even as he got older. And he told me, he was like, learn how to do stuff with your hands. Learn how to do stuff with your right hand. Learn how to do stuff with your left hand. You never know which hand they're going to need. And he's like, you need to think of it as choreography. Mm-hmm. You know, it is basically like a dance. You're you're coming in and you have to go from point A to point B with a product or do something with it or manipulate it. But if you think about it as actual choreography, then you can sort of start to get into the flow. And then after that, I was like, oh, wow, this can actually be a career. Mm -hmm. I'm a dork and (laughs) I'm going to practice. So I sat in front of a mirror. I mean, I can't even tell you. I mean, for years, I sat in front of a mirror practicing pouring with my right hand, practicing pouring with my left hand. Whenever I would cut or do anything at home, like I would do it with my non-dominant hand to practice doing it that way. Mm-hmm. Now I'm ambidextrous. You know, I can even write with my left hand now. Not well. Uh, that's great. <laughs> Not as well yeah. as my right hand, but I can. But it's because I spent years like just practicing and I would go to a set and I would see what they were having me do. And then I would go home and I would continue practicing it, you know, but that's the, the dork in me who likes to get the shots and and figure it out. Well, I would almost say it's the perfectionism in you because I mean, (laughs) that's, that's really, um, you know, the due diligence you're going to do for your job. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 cause it's, it's like having good looking hands. I got blessed by the genetic lottery, you know, like that's, that's not anything I can control. Um, I mean, I can control my upkeep of it, but I can't control having the base, but what I could control is what I could do. Mm-hmm. And so like I, I can precision pour from the third floor. Wow. So and we discovered this because my neighbors on the first floor had put out plants and they were dying because uh-huh. they were boys and, you know, love our boys. But yeah. you know, they, they were taking care of their plants. And I started watering them from my balcony. Oh, my gosh. And I wouldn't and I wouldn't miss. And then one day, one of them happened to like step outside as I was watering. <laughs> and he was like, what are you doing? And he took a video of it because, you know, he had, <laughs> he was pretty shocked. And I was watering straight into the pot. Wow. From the third floor. That is so cool. <laughs> 
useless hand skills that turn into useful in the real life. <laughs> well, and I'm sure you get paid a lot of money to do to use your hands, right? I mean, it's probably a lucrative job. It, it can vary. Um, you know, like there are some print ads that can can pay, you know, $200 for the day for an editorial piece for, say, women's wear or something like that. Or maybe they pay $250 and that's for the whole day. And then you've got your SAG commercials and those are SAG scale. So it's regulated by the Screen Actors Guild. Um, and those pay per commercial. Now, hand models do not get residuals. That is oh. the thing. If hand wow, models, why? Mm-hmm, because the union, for some reason, considers hands sort of like advanced extras. Huh. I know, even though, and there aren't, and what the union told me, um, and I would love to have any discussions with them about changing these, <laughs> if anyone yeah. is listening, um, is that there aren't enough hand models to really make it worth the while to fight and do what they would have to do to get the residuals. But I had, um, I did the Nuva ring commercial when that first came out. So I squeezed the Nuva ring and that commercial <laughs> played for years. And those yeah. face people made money every 13 weeks. Ah, so that's the bummer. So that's the bummer. So people are like, Oh my God, you make a fortune. And it's like, I make a decent living. I don't make what a face actor is going to make doing like if a face actor did 50 national commercials in a year, I mean, they they'd be yeah. making millions, right? You know, if if they if it was, you know, going and running every thirteen weeks because they would have to continue being paid. Whereas I, they may pay me whatever the SAG scale is nine. What is it now? Not, I think it's nine eighty seven or something around there um, for the day, and then ten percent goes to my agent and you know taxes and this that and the other. So it actually, you know, unless you shoot 15 commercials in a day, which I did do one time. How was that? That was amazing. It was actually, it was for Axe. Same place? Same place. Yeah. It was, it was the same product. It's just different markets. Okay. So, and um, it was for Axe body spray. Mm. And basically, and I had no idea I was shooting that many spots in a day. They put a bottle in my hand. I turned the top, I sprayed it. They put a different bottle in my hand. I turned the top. I sprayed it. I, you know, like and it only it took two hours. Like I think I was out in like two hours. It was nothing, and I didn't even realize that it was different bottles for a different. Each was a different commercial until I got the contract, and then I like called my agent and I was like, "Do you know how many spots this is?" And she was like, <laughs> "Yes, are you excited?" I was like, "I'm trying not to show how excited I am right now." Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then you get paid your day rate per spot. Okay, so. That's the day rate times 15? Correct. Yeah. 15 spots. Wow. That's awesome. Right. But then it's like I made that chunk of money on that that two hours, which is insane money to make in two hours. But then for the next six months, you know, I do a maybe a $200 day or I wouldn't work at, you know what I like, you don't have jobs like that every day. Yeah. So people are like, oh my gosh, you make, you can make, you know, six to $700 a day or whatever for a, national commercial after the agency takes their cut, after taxes takes their cut, all that sort of stuff. And it's like, yeah, but I'm not doing that every day. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Is it tough? I mean, um, most filmmakers in most positions are freelance and same, it sounds like for you too. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with the ups and downs of jobs? Save. <laughs> Very fortunate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have a wonderful mom who taught me from a very early age about the importance of saving mm-hmm. and the importance of just putting money aside and not spending it. And that's what I've always done. Yeah. So like, because I've had times where I haven't worked in six months. Wow. How do you, f- like, do you ever um, long to go back to acting or are you feeling like, nah? I just, you know, this is my career now. The itch is massive. Oh. And I just did, uh, I just had a very small part in a Lifetime film. Oh, nice. I, I know. And then I am I have a very small part in a film that's, in a horror film that I'm very excited about that I'll be filming in the spring. I can't say much about that. But right. It's going to be amazing. And so I'm trying to like inch my face back in front of the camera yeah <laughs> a little bit and and it's it's interesting because it's been about 15 or so years since I 
hadn't updated, you know, demo reel just because I've been so focused on the hands. Right. Um, but the hand, the hand business, it's shifted. It's, you know, especially with social media now, it's not what it was 10 years ago. It's not what it was 20 years ago. When I started, I remember the girls that were already in it being like, you have no idea how much we used to get paid, Oh, you know, for, for work. And it was like, and, and, and so it feels like, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure where, where the market's going, Uh but I've also heard of jobs where they're just like, oh, you know, the production companies don't even know about hand models. Interesting. You know, I, yeah, it's, it's strange. Like I, I did a, it was a national commercial for some breakfast chain and it was on the East coast. It was filmed in Baltimore, I believe. And I showed up and I walked in and there were two other hand models and I'm using air quotes here, hand models. And they were in the uh, dressing room and they were like, Oh, look at me. I'm a hand model. And they were kind of like joking about it. And, you know, I walked in and they're like, Oh, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a hand model. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's so funny. And I was like, yeah, it is. And uh, the director came in. He's like, this is going to be the easiest day ever. We're going to be out of here in two hours. This is going to be so easy. And he took the other two people in to do the first scene. And then it was me and another guy for the second scene. Two hours goes by. Three hours goes by. Four hours goes by. Five hours goes by. And then I like sort of walk out and, you know, kind of just to do a little walk around to see what's happening. And I and the director and the producer in the corner being like, I didn't know it's going to be this hard to shoot hands. Like, how, how is this so hard? You know, and and so it's like a lot of the a lot of people don't realize that it is a specialty skill. Mm-hmm on both the production side and the talent side, you know, like, cause those, they weren't hand models. They were actors right. who had good looking hands, but they didn't know how to move them for camera. They didn't understand possibly blocking the light or how to get the head out of the way or how to hold the shoulder. So the camera can come over you, how to pick stuff up at really awkward angles. You know, the other day I was doing a shoot and I had to hold a camera and take pictures, but I had to do it. So I'm like, my hands are leaning way out of frame. I'm, I'm, junk to the side, my head's, you know, craning out of the shot. And it's a very uncomfortable, difficult position um, that I, I just fell into. And, you know, they, because I've done it for so long and I know sort of the positioning of how to make it look even and flat to camera. Mm-hmm. And it's like those types of things. And so I don't know, who knows, who knows where, where careers go. And, and I sort of look at myself as not doing a ladder career. I'm, I'm kind of like play on a jungle gym yeah. and just like swing all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and I do a little voiceover and, you know, maybe I can get my face back in front of the camera and do some acting and, you know, still lend a hand, you know, right. whatever needed. Yeah. The, uh, I'm sure the directors would love you because if you were acting and you're doing a scene with props, you would nail it every time. Yes. <laughs> because of the yeah, hand exa- model. Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I always hit my mark. <laughs> I'm very good at that. Right? Yeah. Always. This is a funny story. This is one of the things that I, I think will will show like the importance of that. So Dunkin' Donuts, um, most of the, a lot of their commercials, at least the product parts, were always shot on a white psych. So if you think about those Dunkin' Donuts, like the coffee cup setting down, the donuts setting down, whatever being picked up, it's just a plain white, just very clean, very, you know, just just white everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, setting a coffee cup down with no marks on an all-white psych. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that, that's the type of thing that, you know. I, I do wish more people understood that it's not it's not just because I have pretty hands. It's because I can nail those types of things. I can set it down. And it's a lot of it's muscle memory. Like right. I put my hand in the frame. We get it to where exactly where it needs to be. And I feel how my arm is. I look and see how far out my arm is. I'm watching for all these other things. I find marks through the cup. Like what's in the background? What do I see in the background? That's the type of that stuff. That is so I'm cool for. though. I know. It's totally like <laughs> geeky, awesome like stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's so precision mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, precise. And and it's just really cool that those are all the things that go into it that makes you so successful. Yes. You know? Now, do you insure your hands? I do not. Um, because at least the last time I checked, only Lloyds of London 
will insure body parts. Okay. And it is more money than I would make in a year. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That was like a thing from the 80s where like the supermodels were getting their like legs insured and this, that, and the yeah. other. Like I remember that too. That's why when I started, I was like, oh, I got to get hand insurance. Right. And then I like looked it up and I was like, well, I'm not making a supermodel salary, so I'm not insuring my hands. I'll wear gloves. <laughs> <laughs> right. And do you do you wear gloves a lot? Yes. Or, yeah. Do you have like in, in like actors have headshots? Is it hand shots? Absolutely. And I know uh, your listeners can't uh, see this, but I brought this to show you. This is my hand card. So it is basically oh, wow. a composite card that is just pictures okay. of my hands. Oh, that's great. Like, I love that. And now with today's, thank you, to, with today's digital world, I have this in digital form. Yeah. Isn't it so nice? You just PDF it and then you can just send it off. You don't even have to print it. No more having to like run on go sees. I mean, I used to have to like run all over New York City all day long taking my port- huge, heavy portfolio books that <laughs> weigh like, <laughs> I don't know, 25, 30 pounds each. And I'd have to bring them and drop them off and then go back and pick them up. And yeah, so the digital world is so much nicer. <laughs> so d- does your agent get you most of the jobs? Is that how you get your work? Or do, or do you have a website that you go to to look for hand modeling jobs? No, um, most of my agents get my work. Uh, I do have my own website, which is handmodelusa.com. And that's my all my work, my hand pictures, the commercials I've worked on, that type of stuff. But it is, it's production companies contact agents, and then the agents submit you. And you'll have to go on hand castings, you know, so you go Yeah, and what is that like? What do you do? <laughs> You're sitting in a waiting room with a ton of people just sitting there holding their hands up in the air. Uh, and then you go with in. With gloves on? Usually you, you take you take your gloves off first. Some people wear gloves. Some people will, like, uh, the newbies will laugh at the, the you know, the OG people uh, at us with walking in with gloves. And then within, like, six months they're wearing gloves. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, you go in. It's just like a face casting. You literally go and you sit and you wait and you go in and you show your hand and they take a picture of it and you go off your way and you know maybe you get it <laughs> they don't have you like act something out like okay take this can bring it up sometimes they don't do any of that i mean it depends on what it's for like sometimes you yeah. know, sometimes i've had to go in and pretend to be stirring one time i had to go in and do hand dancing <laughs> oh really like on That's your hand? really difficult. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they, they wanted, well, it was two hands dancing together. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> on a table. So, so they had a table. Yeah. And they're like, we want it to be like a waltz. Make it, make it like a waltz. And I'm like, oh my, oh God. my gosh. <laughs> that was hysterical though. I was just like, okay, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a hand jigger, but I'll yeah. try. <laughs> Did you get the job? No. <laughs> Did you go I didn't home and think practice? I would. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Next time, I'll absolutely. Nail it. <laughs> Next time, you know, and like I got, I got a call for uh, a job submission recently from an agent, and they were like, "Can you do a mini skateboard with your fingers?" Because that's apparently a thing now. I'd never heard of this, but I looked it yeah. up online, and people have they're, they're these little miniature skateboards. Yeah. That they put their fingers on, and they do flips and. Ollies and all that sort of stuff. And I, I wrote back and I was like, I cannot do that. Cause I, I don't ever lie about what I can and cannot do. Like, yeah. And that was something I was like, there's no time for me to order one and figure out how to use it. Like, yeah, no, no, I, I'm going to pass on that audition just cause I don't think I would be the, the best hands for this job. Right. Like I'm not going to re- represent the agent well on that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Although it was look cool, the stuff I saw online, I was like, "Wow, that's amazing!" Yeah, no, I'm your precision pour, your pizza puller. I love it. I love it. So, do you have any maintenance you need to do for your hands? So, I use extra virgin olive oil. That is my absolute favorite favorite um, lotion, and I highly recommend that for everybody. And it's in almost everyone's kitchen. So, just like throw it on your hands, you'll see the results. I have a friend who is complaining about her hands uh, just like last week. And I told her, I was like, start using extra virgin olive oil. She sent me a text two days later and she was like, "Um, I'm already seeing a difference in my skin. And I was like, I know it's great. Uh, Can you put it on your face too? Yeah, seriously start it. You do. I do. Yeah, I do. I do it head to head to freaking toe. Um, Do you do it in the morning at night, both? 
all day oh, long. Oh, all day long. Okay. All day. I mean, not on my face, obviously. Face, I do, you know, after I shower and, you know, that sort of stuff. But my hands, I literally put it on. I have a a bottle next to me almost at all oh, times. Oh, wow. You know, and then for on-set stuff, I like to use uh, Close-Up Miracle Cream, which is a hand lotion that absorbs really, really well. It's like leaves your, it's sort of like, it almost like plumps your skin a little bit somehow. It's magic. It is the miracle cream. Um, and because I don't want to use extra virgin olive oil on set because it gets slippery. I need to be able to have grip. And the miracle cream just sort of like absorbs perfectly in. Yeah. So that's my like on set oh. care. But at home, extra virgin olive oil all day long. Oh. Well, that's good to know. Or like coconut, coconut oil is good too. But seriously, try it. You'll love it. You'll be a comfort. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> yep. You'll soon have a bottle in your bathroom too. <laughs> right. I, well, I already have one in the cabinet, but I only use it yep. for cooking. So now I'll have to like cook and then exactly. put my hands yeah. in it too. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. Uh, so is there a longevity for a hand model? Like, do you can only do it for so long or you could do it to the end? I mean, I guess as, you know, as long as you keep your hands up. I mean, my hands, honestly, are probably in better condition than my face. <laughs> like, I think my hands look younger. But I did, I wore gloves. If I left, when I was in New York City, if I left my apartment, I was in gloves. Mm-hmm all the time, summer, July, whatever. I have SPF hoodies that I would wear. I wasn't getting any sun on my hand, you know, and, and then I moisturize all the time. So their condition is really, really good. But I mean, I would think for older looking hands, there's still like pharmacy ads and, you know, like Mm -hmm. a a grandmother in a Pillsbury commercial, something like that. Like, right. You know, so I think there's always work. It's just how much will you work? Right. You know, because like with hand modeling, there's basically two types. I call it the mommy hands and the fashion hands. Mm -hmm. So mommy hands are like, you know, what I just said, Pillsbury commercials, um, McDonald's commercials, like, you know, Target, that that type of stuff. And then you've got your fashion hands. So like for Maybelline or for, you know, you know, those ads where you see a supermodel with the hands on their face. Right. Like pulling out a lip or something like that. Yeah. It's (laughs) probably not their hands. It's usually like I have spent so many hours behind people with my hand coming up and me hiding behind them and, you know, gently pulling on their lip or, you know, whatever, caressing, Uh, pressing the face or, you know. (laughs) Uh Is that weird? Like, was that weird the first time you did that? Or even now, like, does it or now it's just like, okay, let's do this. Um, Well, it can like, I don't know, maybe, maybe my personality, like how, like I always go in and just like meet the person first. And I'm like, Hey, so I'm going to be sticking my fingers in your mouth. How are you feeling about it? Please don't bite. You know, like, yeah. you know, and then they usually hide their hands and tell me not to look at them. And then I'm like, well, should I hide my face? Together we're perfect. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it can be, it can be awkward. You know, I did a uh, shoot one time with a, a very, very sweet girl, but she was over, she was brought over from, where was she from? I can't remember where she was from, but she didn't speak any English. Mm-hmm. And it was all sorts of stuff with my hands draped all around her and, and like, I couldn't really communicate with her. And then the, that job was really interesting too, because none of the clients spoke English either. Oh, wow. Um, so like, they're kind of just sort of gesturing and I'm just sort of going by what I think would look good. Uh-huh. You know, and and that's how we kind of got the shot. But it was that was probably the most awkward, just because I couldn't communicate with her. But I mean, I've had to, I've had to hold boobs. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> yeah, for like a, I don't know, it was like an implant ad or something like that. I'm not even sure what the ad was for, but it was literally like I'm behind a woman. Hello, you know. It's like, Is hey, this nice okay? to meet you. I'm going to be holding you. Is, are you comfortable with this? It's fine. Right. How can I make it easier for you? You yeah. know. Um, so it, you know, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like an exciting job. Now, did you live in New York? You're, you're not in New York now, right? I'm no, I'm not in New York right now. I am all over the place. So uh-huh. Richmond, Virginia is kind of my home base. I work in New York. I work in LA. I mean, I, they've flown me to Florida for shoots. I'm all over the place. You know, I'm currently in LA. I'm going to be back in Richmond in like oh, wow. a couple weeks. Um, you know, so like it's wherever. 
<laughs> and jobs. And so th that's the other thing people think they're like, oh, jobs, you know, so you have your schedule. Nope. I can get called at 8 a.m. In, in the morning mm -hmm. and be on set. I have taken so many red eyes. It's like, it's crazy. Like at one time I was filming in LA. I flew back to Richmond, Virginia. I, I think it was on a red eye. Mm -hmm. And so I woke up at, I don't know what time I got up, maybe like 11 a.m. or whatever. I finally like started being conscious again. And I looked at my phone and I had like 35 missed calls from my agent. Oh, no. So I called my agent and I'm like, hey, what's going on? She was like, you're still in L.A., right? And I was like, why? And she was like, you're booked tomorrow at 8 a.m. And I was like, ah. And so I was like, no problem. And I was on a red eye that night, landing in LA, going to my friend's apartment that I had just left, uh -huh. like uh -huh. the day before, right? right? So I go to her, but I, but it was a red eye and I, and it was so crazy trying to get the flight and get there that I hadn't contacted her. Uh -huh. And so I land and I'm like, I can't call her. It's like 4am. And I was like, please let the spare key be where it was. And I like went, it was <laughs> Went in, I went to sleep. I got up and left for my set before she got up to go to work. And so I'm on set. I get a text message from her and she's like, crazy question. Did you leave or are you still here? <laughs> and she's like, you're still here, right? And I was like, I left and came back. <laughs> she's like, oh my God. So then they <laughs> pay like, for yeah. all the travel? They pay for you to fly back or is that just an Some... expense you have to eat? Sometimes and a lot of times that it's an expense. It, it depends on the job entirely. Yeah. It depends on the production company. Luckily, travel and things like that are write-offs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, yeah, because I've had some crazy last-minute flights. Right. <laughs> They're all last-minute flights. What am I saying? They're all last-minute flights. Yeah. yeah. So did you ever want to, like, live in, in L.A. or New York? Uh, yeah, I mean – where it seems like a lot of the work is. Yeah, you know, I. It, but it's easy for me to bounce back and forth and and, yeah. and all around. So it's sort of like... Who cares where you live? You know, where, where I am, yeah, I, yeah, who cares? <laughs> I go wherever. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get there. there. I'll get there. <laughs> no worries. So I want to know about Charlize Theron. Mm. Like, what did you do for her? And did you get to meet her? I did get to meet her. It was um, an ad for, was it J'adore? That, that perfume, I think it's called Jodol right. or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And basically she's strutting around in a beautiful gold dress looking fabulous as she does. And I pick up the bottle. So I'm supposed to be her like hands picking up the perfume bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So know. nice. But, but it's, it's twofold. It's like also her rate is so expensive that they're going to get her in and out as quickly as they can. And they don't want her having to do hand stuff. Right. You know what I mean? And also, I mean, I'm, I don't know how her hands are. I didn't inspect her <laughs> hands. Like it was just a very brief <laughs> meeting or whatever. But they also know that I can do it with precision and get it quickly. Whereas she's an actor. She's a model. She's, you know, stunning. And she's there for a different, a different need mm -hmm. for them. And then I come in at the end and pick up the bottle or set it down and boom, boom and done. And then she's already wrapped and gone. Okay. And doesn't have to be a part of that. Yeah. Right. So, so you guys are coming and going at the same time. I was actually there before she had left. Um, so I did get to meet her very briefly, but, um, there's not much overlap. Now the overlap funny story uh, would yes. be with Andy Samberg. Yeah. And what, <laughs> what did you, I mean, a man's hand. So what happened there? Okay. So it was for, I believe the Wall Street Journal was doing an ad on his comedy troupe, um, which was called The Lonely Island. Mm -hmm. And it was him and two other guys. So it was the three of them. And they were sitting around a table. Like they had a, diff a bunch of different setups. Uh, one of them was like dinosaur tails or something like that. And then one of them sitting around a table. And there was one guy who had... Um, like a, a gorilla hand on his hand. So it was, you know, coming across the desk and he literally had a gorilla <laughs> arm right. sleeve thing or whatever. And then the other guy had um, a male hand model who had really hairy sort of thick beefy arms. He was the hand model on Tina Fey's oh, okay. book cover. 
So Tina Fey did a book yeah. cover with a man's hands on her face. And so it was that, that male hand model was that. And so he was being the hands for this other, uh, you know, comedian who was a very slight, you know, slender sort of, you know, New York City boy and, and like had his, his arm was being played by this other gentleman. And I had incredibly long red nails and I, and Andy was in a, mm-hmm. a, a tuxedo. And so my heart and was like coming up his sleeve <laughs> with my hand resting on his face. So all day long, I was on an apple box. He's in a chair. I'm on an apple box with my other arm wrapped around his like waist yeah. so that I could, you know, hold myself in and my other arm going up his sleeve, resting on his his face and my, and just like hiding behind him like all day long. And does that get tiring or do you ramp up? Yes. And then what do you do? I mean, it, it's, do you get breaks or? Yeah, yeah, you get breaks. Uh, there was only one spot that I didn't get a whole lot of breaks, and it was, it was also it was a print ad for Nuva Ring, and they had put my hand in a position, um, and the bracelets were positioned just so on coming down my arm, so that they had all sorts of stuff on the backside to keep them perfect mm-hmm. uh, without drooping or anything like that. And so for that one, I couldn't move my hand. I had to keep my hand in position for hours. Oh, gosh. And when we finished and I, you know, sort of put my ha- arm down, I had no feeling in my arm. Like all the blood was drained from it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> they were gone. I mean, my hands looked like beautiful porcelain hands because <laughs> there's no blood in them anymore. Um, but yeah, it was like, talk about pins and needles. Oh, that one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that one hurt. Yeah. And for the for the Andy Sandberg one, it was, you know, we'd be in position, they would change them around a little bit, you know, so there were like frequent breaks and you know, they would be joking. And so it was it was it was a really fun experience. Yeah. yeah. And he's really, really nice. He seems that way. Really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. He's really nice. So what do you love the most about your job? That I never know what's gonna happen. So like every every shoot is different everything. So like, I mean, I've done hundreds of pizza pulls, you know, pulling the pizza out to show, oh, look at that delicious cheese, but they're all different. Like how to fit and how to figure out how to get, this is that perfectionism side. You nailed it. But I, I love to figure out like how to get the shots quickly. Yeah. How to like make it easier on everybody else. Like they set up and a lot of times I'm the last one brought into set. So, it, and, and a lot of times when they're setting up, it's not like they think about, oh, there's a human attached mm-hmm. to this hand. We have to make room for her. So, you know, I have to come in and sort of contort myself around flags or, you know, stands in the camera and keep my head out of the way and get my arm in there, but still make it look like it's natural. Right. <laughs> so, like, I, I really dig that. Like, I love trying to figure out that type of stuff. I love coming in and being like, all right, how are we going to get this quickly? How are we going to rock yeah. this out? Like, what has to happen? That's what makes it interesting for me. You know, like, the jewelry ads, yeah, they're cool. Like, you know, you're wearing a lot of really pretty jewelry, but usually you're just sort of, like, holding your hand in, and it's not, like, an action. Mm-hmm you know, a dance. It's not like that type of stuff with a TV commercial. So like a lot of my friends are like, oh my gosh, you were wearing a hundred million dollar diamond. And it's like, yeah, but you know, it's just a <laughs> hand there. Like it wasn't that, you know, it's much yeah. more fun to try and diaper a baby <laughs> and do that smoothly. Like that's way more fun. I'll take the diaper over the diamonds any day. Like, right. is that, that's yeah. actually like, like a, you know, a, a challenge. Yeah. You know, whereas with the just holding your hand in, sure, you can just have pretty hands. You don't have to have the skill too. you know, although that hundred million dollar diving day, <laughs> I, there were six armed guards assigned. to Oh, me. my God. Yeah, of course. Yes, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, it was like a 30 carat diamond, one solid wow. rock. I mean, it went all the way to my wow. knuckle. It was like it was solid. It was crazy. And then I, I went to use the restroom which is actually kind of funny because my nails were really long and red for that one. Um, and they were, there were these fake nails that they had sort of, you know, put on very gently. Cause I, you can't use, I can't use glue. My nails are natural. Mm-hmm. Like I can't use glue or any of that stuff. So they sort of faked them on. And then I was in the bathroom and I was like, I can't unbutton my jeans. <laughs> and I had to go get the manicurist to come in and like help me or whatever. And I'm like, this is, ha, I, I feel like a model. You know, but like things uh, like that. Please undo me so I can. <laughs> I, I know how I'm holding my hands in the air and please help me <laughs> take everything off. Um, where are my red pillows for my hands? No, I'm kidding. Um, 
<laughs> I should do that for Halloween one time, like walk around with like red pillows right. attached. That'd be funny. Um, but like for that one, I remember I came out of the bathroom and the guards weren't in the hallway. And I like, texted my friend. I'm like, I've got a hundred million dollar diamond on my finger. The guards aren't here. No one's around. <laughs> they texted back, run! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, they will hunt right. me down <laughs> so hard. <laughs> and they had guns. Yeah. I'm going back in. I'm going back in. Yeah. You know, but stuff like that, like, it's just, and even that's interesting because it's like, I didn't know when I got up that morning what I was doing. I just had a location mm-hmm. and a time to be there. And I didn't really even know what the ad was, you know. And then I show up and there's like armed guards there and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? You know, and they're like, look at this ring. Oh, you know, and it's like, oh, it's blaring right. light in your face. Oh, kind of. Yeah. I'm like, I can't see. I can't see. Yeah. Which, speaking of can't seeing, is I do have a pair of, uh, of these. Your, your listeners can't laugh, but you'll be able to laugh. I call these. My bug glasses. So they're these very dark. Yeah. Thick, all the way around like, like you had eye surgery. Mega. All, yeah, they wrap. Yeah, exactly. That's. And I kind of think that's what they're for is for people after eye surgery. But when I'm shooting stuff with glass, so like for Miller Lite commercials where I'm having to pour liquid, when they turn on all the lights because they can have, I mean, they could have 320Ks, which is a massive amount of light. And when that hits the glass, the glass will disappear and I can't see it with, with my natural eyes. So I have these special glasses so that if I'm doing something in extreme light, I can put these on and I can still see everything. I was going to ask you about that. Um, do you have like a props kit that you need to bring to shoots? And then what is in your kit? I do. So um, basically, I always go wearing all black. And I have an all-white outfit in my kit. So black absorbs the light. White reflects the light. So depending on what they want or need. You know, so they might need me in all black so that I'm not bouncing any additional. Or they might want a little extra coming for me. So I have both of those. I have a full nail kit. So if I need to change my nails in any way. And I've had to learn over the years how to give myself a manicure in case there isn't a manicurist on set. I have my bug glasses. Um, I also have something that's kind of crazy, which is an arm sleeve, which is literally a really oddly textured sleeve that I can put on my arm with my hand sticking out the end, and then I can put my arm through fire. Oh my gosh. So if I'm doing, if I'm having to drop seasonings, like on a steak commercial, like on the Outback Mm -hmm. commercials, you see, you know, the, whatever the seasonings are coming drizzling down on that steak that's with the flames roaring up. Well, my arm has to go through those flames in order to be able to sprinkle the seasonings. So I, this, with this, I don't know what technology made this sleeve. They gave it to me on a set. This was given to me by a production company. Um, because oh, that's great. It, it, I know it was great. And it's, it's fireproof, like a, it's fireproof. like a fire person where, yes. Yeah. Uh, so it probably must, similar material. I'm assuming it is. Yeah. And I, I don't, I've never seen one, um, before, but it has literally saved my arm many, many, many. Attempts. Oh, that's great. So, <laughs> so you don't really know what you're going into. You don't like get a, a script per se of the job. Nope. Wow. So it's just like, be at this place. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they'll be like, oh, you're working for, this is McDonald's or you're doing Target or you're doing Maybelline or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but, but beyond that, I have no idea when I show up, <laughs> what I'll be doing, right. who I'll be interacting with. How or cool. <laughs> so it's not a job for planners because, or people that need no. to know, every, control <laughs> freaks. It's not a job for that because that would just freak them out. <laughs> Yeah, it would. It would. I mean, and, and it's all, and it's so last minute, you know, I've, I've, I canceled a trip once I was going, um, I was flying to the West coast to actually see a friend of mine. And I think we'd stopped. Where was the layover? I don't know. Dallas, Fort Worth or something like that. When I got off the plane, I had a call from my agent that was like, we need you in New York. We've got a huge job for you. I like went to the ticket desk and bought a ticket from there to New York. And, and instead of continuing on my vacation, I flew back to New York. And I have tried to go visit my friend Noah in Spain like four times. 
And every time I book that freaking trip, I get an amazing job. So he's my really good luck charm. Like whenever, you know, I'm like, oh, I really need a job. Let me book it to see about a ticket to Spain because I know I'll get a job then. (laughs) Murphy's Law, you know. Yeah. Well, especially, you know, for the write-offs and stuff, like if you if you have to pay for your ticket, then you might as well make the ticket work for you and all the miles, especially if you're traveling all the time. I mean, how great. Um, and then you're also a SAG hand model. I was just curious, what's the steps to becoming SAG for a hand model? Well, it's the exact same as a, a, a facey. I'll call them a facey as the actors. It's exactly the same. Um, so if, to join SAG, you need to have three uh, voucher days. So where you've worked a SAG job and they give you a voucher and then you're eligible to join the union. I w- I've been eligible to join the union since I was a teenager. So um, as soon as I, I think it was, what was the job? It was a Jell-O commercial. So I booked a national Jell-O commercial and I was like, all right, I'll join, I'll join the union now. Um, great. That, that, that's worth it. Cause like I, Virginia is a right to work state. So you don't necessarily have to be in the union to work union jobs. Mm, that's nice. Which is, is a little, it's very different from LA and um, New York. New York. Yeah. Yeah. So with being SAG, it's exactly the same. So just you becoming, you were doing acting and then went into SAG. You didn't really need to say, okay, now I need to have this part. It's like, no, I am SAG now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I had already I had already been eligible. So I was basically just waiting for a job that made it worth it for me to join. Okay. And then, you know, when I booked a national commercial in New York, I was like, okay, that's worth it for me to join. I'll go mm-hmm. join. And I, I literally went like the next day to the SAG office with like a fistful of cash and was like, sign me up. Yeah. And yeah. I had to borrow the money too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah. I, I was. It's kind of expensive because you have to pay. Um, do you have to pay monthly dues? You have to pay quarterly a lump sum, yep. and then quarterly dues. So, well, is it quarter? I can't remember if I pay on the quarter. or You pay twice a year. I don't know, but it depends on your earnings, right? So they, yeah. So it's basically a percentage of your earnings, and then they tell you what you have to pay. And you mm-hmm. Pay it. And did you have I to feel pay- like I do it twice a year? Yeah. Yeah, I was hearing like it was like $3,000, I don't know when, but to join, <laughs> just to join. Yeah, it was it was 1200 when I joined. Oh. So I, yeah, I've been a member for a nice. while. Lucky. I know, but like I have a friend who just joined and I was like, oh, my God. Right, right. Yeah. Well, at least it's a one-time fee. That's crazy. Except for exactly. then all the, you know, the other fees that you have to pay. But I guess yeah. it's all for the purpose yeah. of getting more money, right? And getting more um, access to the types of jobs that you want or, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And it's a write-off. So people, yeah. you know, if, if they're everyone, that's one thing I cannot stress enough. Learn how to use and save and make your money work for you. You know, that is, that is anybody who's looking to get a job in entertainment, you cannot guarantee how much you're going to make day to day month to month, right. like you have no idea, you know, like, and, and it, and it's a weird thing. I remember in, in 2008 when the whole country was, I mean, every like, jobs were disappearing. And I mean, it was just a hard, that was a crazy time for hands. There were so many TV commercials filming, but then in 2010, like there was like poof and you know, it was gone. And I don't think I shot a commercial for like eight months. You know, so it's just like you never, ever know, like, what's going to be happening. So if, if you can be a saver, if you don't need the newest handbag and, uh, I mean, all, just just yeah. stuff, if you don't need that stuff, then you can actually survive and, and make it a long-term career, you know, because you can sort yeah. of wade through, you know, the swamp of despair, <laughs> <laughs> right. So how do you how do you deal with your downtime? I mean, I know that you probably don't know what the downtime's going to look like. So it's like day one, day two, now di- th- three months later, six months later. Um, what do you do? You, what else do you do in the interim? Well, I've been an avid photographer since I was six years old. My dad put a camera in my hand when I was a kid, and I loved it. I you know learned how to use the darkroom. I did all of that sort of stuff. When was this? Maybe. 
I don't, I don't know how long ago, but ages and ages ago, I would have friends that would come to me and be like, help me decide which headshot that I should use. And I'd look at their headshots and I'm like, just go stand in the corner. Let me take, you know, and, and I'd take their picture and, right. you know, and they'd be like, oh my God, that's so good. And I was like, yeah, you know, there you go. And then I sort of started doing that a little bit and doing more and more photography work. And then in the last like six or so years, I've done a lot of like on set photography work. So shooting the stills for movies and shooting, you know, the posters and that sort of stuff. So, and also I got a great education working with some of the top photographers in the entire world as a hand model. You know, I was always interested in photography. So I was always talking to them about photography and seeing what they were doing and seeing how they were lighting and seeing how their camera, you know, was set up and all of that. So it was like, kind of got an amazing education. Right. (laughs) And um, so I I do a lot of photography uh, in my downtime and which is, you know, a, sort of perfect filler. <laughs> yeah, it is. It keeps you in the in the know with people mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, what kind of camera do you use? I have a Sony A9 and a Canon Mark III. Canon girl from childhood, but I had to switch to Sony because Canon wouldn't ha- didn't have a mirrorless. Now they do. Yeah. Uh, Canon, but I because I would have stayed Canon, but I love the Sony A9. It's a wonderful camera. And then because um, it's silent, so I can shoot on sets. Oh yeah, I I had somebody who was doing BTS, and it was like, dink dink dink, and I was like, <sighs> I was like, what are you doing? You got to turn off the noise of the camera. You can't be yeah. doing that during the shoot. Yeah, and they're like, and they're probably the a weird fat- part was nobody else noticed. Really? Oh my god! Yeah, I, I had to bring it up to somebody going, "Hey, I can hear this. Can you hear it? I mean, we got to tell her to turn the." Oh wow! So she was she was a photographer, but not a set photographer. That's the difference. I think she was. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because well, like for for my Canon Mark III, I have a blimp that I can put it in, and then it's silent. Oh, you can't silence uh, the Canon Mark Threes or, or the before the mirrorless before the Canon mirrorless ones. You couldn't silence any of their cameras. You could make them quiet, but still not quiet enough when you have powerful mics to pick it up. So you have to have something that's called a blimp. It's this ridiculous contraption that you shove your camera in and you can't even see your face behind it. It's so big. But that's how you silence those types of cameras. Right. Now, what do you bring to set? Like if you're doing behind the scenes of a shoot, Mm -hmm. what is your little kit? (laughs) What's what's your little bag of tricks? What do you bring? Uh, Do you bring lights? Well, only if I'm shooting posters. So if I'm shooting, when they call okay. that galleries, so if I'm shooting a gallery day, then I bring a backdrop, uh, lighting, all of that, that shablam. Um, if I'm just shooting BTS and stills on set, then I have my kit, which has my Sony A9, and then I have lenses going from a 16 to a 200. So I have, you know, 16 to 35, 20, you know, 28 to 70, 70 to 200, maybe my 85, you know, if I want to do any portrait work on there. So I have all of that. Mm-hmm. With me, um, and are they all two point eight or one point eight lenses? They're all the pro lenses, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you don't want something that you know you zoom into two hundred and now it's at four or six. You yeah. know, it's like the light won't come in. So I know, yeah. I know, it is worth it. Now the eighty five, I think I don't have. I think that goes to a one two, and I think I have the one eight, and that's yeah. fine for portrait work. I, I love that lens; it's great, it's beautiful. I've never really like cared about opening enough i mean it's great to be able to open up to one two but yeah yeah you know it's fine and i've shot in some dark situations you know where i have had to pop it down yeah so um do you do you get a lot of that where how do you get that work um just reaching out to friends or re let's see how i mean there there are like mandy.com and you know staff me up and different like sites like that where you can sign up and sort of create a profile. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've been very fortunate that, you know, I, I got referred for a job. That job led to another job. That job led to another job. I made a contact, you know what I mean? So it's, it's sort of that same, right. like I'm crawling all over the jungle gym. You know, I've been really lucky that I honestly, I haven't, and I've shot, I think on IMDb, I've almost got a hundred films now under my belt. Uh, I have more, but IMDb only recognizes like that amount. I think I'm close to a hundred. Um, but they, but it's, it's been mostly word of mouth and referrals, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And, and then a lot of directors using me again and again. Yeah. And again. Yeah. Apparently, I, I, I don't know. I bring a good energy or something. <laughs> Well, I can feel that. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's the hardest thing about your job that you feel that hardest. people don't know about a, being a hand model? Hmm. I mean, no one knows about the precision work, but we have talked about that uh, a lot. Yes. Uh, that That is one thing that's... And cramping. Really, really... And yeah, <laughs> and cramping. Getting your head out of the shot so it's just your hands because no one wants your head in it. Um, <laughs> Hi. <laughs> the, I mean, I've had, like, I had a job where I had to, um, it was for Gillette, and I had to take a, a razor and, you know, a disposable razor head. So, you know, you stick it in and flip it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I stick I stick the base into the, the razor head, which is on the table, and then twirl it up. Swish, swish, right? Easy peasy. Well, not really. They have flags, so I can't see my arm. So then they give me a monitor, but the monitor's playing in reverse. Oh. So like it's it's, you know, I think I'm moving this way, but then I'm not because you know the which was crazy. And then I had to lay on. They had to put the monitor up here, and I'm laying on my back trying to like stick this thing in and pop it up. So it's like stuff like that is really difficult to be able to to nail it and nail it quickly. Right. And were you in a tub you know, or a shower too once where you had to- I was uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had a shower scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then you're constantly in uh, water. <laughs> and how does your hands, yeah, does so, your hands kind of get weird after a while? Extra virgin olive oil. Extra oh, virgin okay, olive right. oil. <laughs> and, and for those, like for the shower scene that I did a couple of weeks ago, it was literally like, I was like, okay, we need to take a moment. I need to stop. I need to dry off. I need to, you know, put some moisturizer on it. And they'd go and shoot the product while I, you know, took a little breather for my hands. You know, so it's, it's, I guess also protecting your hands, like, cause you, oh my gosh, it's just so easy to freaking break a nail. Like it's so yeah. easy to break a freaking nail or like burn yourself or, you know, like, you know, I have a really good friend who's an amazing cook, but she constantly has little nicks or little burns or like little, you know, she actually sliced her finger the other day. She came over to oh, show me. Geez. She's like, look what I did. I could never be a hand model. I was like, get away from me, Toby. I love you, but oh my God. <laughs> you know? And it was like, yeah. and she was like, now I, I totally get why you don't cook. Because, you know, I, I can precision chop, dice, slice, and all of that. I've taken knife skills classes for years. So I am a great sous chef, but only for camera. Yeah. You know, I don't I do not do a lot of that in my real life because if I oopsie, my oopsie is actually an oopsie out of work. It's not just, right. you know, like, oh, shoot, I, I, a guy bumped my hand and now oh, I got a bruise on it. Oopsie. Oh, well, who cares? Right. But for me, it's like. Right. And, and when you don't know when jobs are coming, your hands have to always be ready. Always right. be ready. Yeah, and you don't want any scars. No. I mean, it's one thing to have a bruise and it'll it'll heal, heal but a scar w- won't. It will not. Yeah. It will not. Yeah, so you got to be very careful. Yeah. So d- does that um, stop you in some of the things that you do or like to do? Because you know I can't do that because I could hurt my hands. I used to love like rock climbing. Or- yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no rock climbing. No, no catching frisbees. Um, you know, I'm going to try and avoid cooking or doing the dishes whenever I can. Oh darn. Um, yeah. Oh darn. darn. <laughs> but like you know, in college, I used to love to play foosball. Like that was my jam. I loved playing that game. Mm-hmm. But I always played goalie, and I would use the bar and I would catch my, catch it on my wrist. That was just part of my technique. And I would always have a bruise there. So I was like, Oh, well, all right. Can't do that anymore. Uh, you know? So it, it, you know, things like that, it was just like, okay, you know, and I mean, it's not that, it's not a big deal. Like, Oh darn, that's, right. that's the worst thing. Um, but like, you know, it, and it's constantly, you, you have to think hands first. Yeah. You know, I, I'm opening a car door. I'm like, literally thinking about my hand opening the car door because the one time I didn't, my hand slipped and I did break a nail. And this was years and years ago, but it was like, I had a huge job coming up right. and I just stupidly, you know, opened my, opened the car door and my finger just slipped and I had gloves on too. And my, but my hand slipped and the nail caught on the handle and, you know, and it's like stuff like that can just happen. So it's just like constantly thinking like, okay, 
got to keep, you know, the hands looking good. Right. And this is, by the way, as a former nail biter and someone who had never, I had never had a manicure before, ever, ever. Like, this is like a whole new you know, I wasn't a girly girl. I was a tomboy growing up. I played right. in the woods. I was like, you know, running around with sticks and rocks and, you know, like I worked in a scene shop in college. <laughs> I, I like literally was building sets. Like this is not how my hands survived that. I have no idea. But right. like, so it was a whole new way of thinking. Yeah. And how many, uh, when, do, how often do you get manicures? Um, you know, I, I can maintain my own nails, uh, but I'm always whenever I have jobs. So it, it's, it's, it just totally depends. Just right before the job, yeah. you'll go get a manicure. Um, and then you said that sometimes they have manicures on set. Is that really yes. that they have somebody to do that before? Wow. That's, oh, I guess it's like hair and makeup. Yep, it is. It is. <laughs> you're, you're making up their hands. Exactly. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, are, are you on any projects now? Anything that you want to share that you're doing? Uh, well, again, it, it, they're all like sort of one-offs. They're not really anything that, no. you know, I, I did UPS last week. And, you know, then I did um, the, the hotel shower stuff the week before. So it's just like, you know, you kind of do the job and then move on. And, and then I don't know what's coming up. You know, I don't have anything right. That's booked true. right now. But like, I didn't have anything booked the day before the UPS job. And then it was like, boom, you know, you just never. Right. Yeah. That, that, that You're so right though. Control freak would not be good in this job because you cannot, no. cannot control when you're going to work or where you're going to work or like literally it's get up and go to, go to this job right now or your book tomorrow, or, or maybe they give you an advanced warning. I think the most I've ever gotten is mm-hmm. like 10 days though. Oh, like, wow. and, and that's so usually it's the day over the next day. Yeah, usually it's a couple days before. You know, like I'm on hold for some stuff. I'm on hold for some jobs for like the sixth and the seventh, but mm-hmm. you know, nothing's booked just yet. So, like, I don't, I don't okay. know if it'll happen. If they'll need my skin tone or a different skin tone, or you know, if they don't need hands at all. Like, they're all they just do a veil checks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, any recommendations for people that want to get into hand modeling or any requirements for your hands to get into um, hand modeling? Well, check in. Uh, so, they want to have nice straight fingers, which is actually something that I didn't, I, mean, I never thought about this stuff. Um, and, and, yeah. and you don't really think about it, but most people's fingers aren't straight. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's some curve, there's, you know, like, and it, that's, that's normal. <laughs> you know, this is, this is not (laughs) like, you know, I like, again, I got my grandma's hands. Thank you, grandma. My fingers are straight. Um, I have long nail beds. They have a curve. Like the, the, the top part of the nail is sort of curved. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a flat nail and, and there's, they're, they're fairly wide so that you can paint little scenes on them if you wanted to, Mm -hmm. um, the nail beds. And, um, you have to have really, I have a lot of people that send me emails with clearly acrylics on their nails. And they're like, I want to be a hand model. Look at this. And it's like, you can't have acrylics. You can't have gel nails. You have to have natural nails. It's like you, so that, that is one thing you have to have beautiful natural nails. Like they can't be working around acrylics. They can't be working around gel nails. Um, Mm -hmm. As blemish free as possible, or if you have a, you know, a freckle or something like that, be able to cover it. And then Mm -hmm. how steady are your hands? You know, so like starting to like practice doing things and actually seeing if you hold a book, like, are you shaking if you're holding your hand out or is it steady? Because if you have even just the slightest little shake in your hand, it's not going to work. Right. Um, and then have someone take photos of your hands. So like you just get a friend with their iPhone, whatever. Nowadays it's so easy to do this, you know, and put your hands flat on a wall and take a picture and show both sides of them. Maybe take a picture of you holding a soda can or holding you know, any sort of product or whatever, and see how your hands actually look in photos. Because you know how they say, like, sometimes you see a, a model in real life, and you're like, really? And then you see in the pictures, and you're like, whoa. You know, it, people's faces photograph different from how they look. It's the same with hands. So, like, uh-huh. your hands may photograph well or they may not. And then once you get some pictures of your hands and you're like, okay, I think this looks pretty good. My, you know, people around me think this looks pretty good. Send it to agents. So find the local agents where you are. I got started in Richmond, Virginia. 
You know, I wasn't in a big market, uh, but I was working regularly because Circuit City and Hamilton Beach were headquartered there. And I was working for them weekly. Sort of like I call my Hamilton Beach my like hand model college. That's where I learned how to get my head out of the way and do all the things because I would have like two or <laughs> right. three shoots with them a week, every week, you know, for like a, a, oh, for like brilliant. an hour or two a day, you know, print. And so like I really learned what I needed to do to be able to help the photographer and, and, and that sort of situation. But like take just just look up just Google. I mean, now it's so easy. You can just Google everything. Google agents, modeling agencies in your town send them your hand pictures and say, Hey, I'm really interested in being a hand model. What do you think? You know, would you like to meet me? You know, and, and try and start doing it locally, you know, cause like I worked in Richmond, so I was working in Richmond. And then once I got comfortable and sort of being like, Oh, I'm getting really good feedback. I'm doing really well. This is something that I could actually excel at. Then I reached out to Washington DC agents and agents in North Carolina. And then after I started doing well there, it was like, well, let me go to Baltimore. Let me see if I can get an agent in Philadelphia. And I mean, I have agents from Maine to North Carolina, you know, on the East Coast because oh, wow. you can have multiple agencies. In, in L.A., I have one, um, which is close up and they're fantastic. But like on the East Coast, you, you know, I, I have agents in every state. And it was just because I started reaching out and expanding my territory a little bit as I got more confident and more skilled. And I was like, look, I've done these national ads now. Can I work for you? And so it was sort of like a, a growth period. But I still think that works well yeah. for trying to get started. You know, like just start locally, see what the agents in your area, check out the Better Business Bureau of anybody too. And if they're asking you for money, run away because you should never pay an agent. They get paid when you get a job and they take their 20% for print or 10% for union work. You know, that's when they get paid, not not before. You shouldn't have to pay an agent to sign up. That's good. That's really good to know. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. This was great. You're very welcome. <laughs> so much fun. Thank you so much for listening. I encourage you to get out there and make a film. Reach out to your local filmmakers group to get involved and connect. Please subscribe to the show if you like it. And follow me on Instagram at Tammy Maguero. Until we meet again, what's your story? <laughs>